Empire. Hello and welcome to my podcast. Do me a favor, subscribe to the John Conn Report wherever you get your podcast. You're watching on YouTube, you know the deal. Hit that like button, hit that subscribe button. You can find us there as part of Empire Media, that's A-M-P-I-R-E. And you can always read my work on ESPN.com. Don't forget that. Today, as you can see, if you're watching on YouTube, I am joined by the Washington Post, Nikki Javala. You can read her work on WashingtonPost.com. Nikki. It's hot out there. So that's why normally this is a post-practice wrap-up. Usually I would do it out from the facility. It's about approximately 900 degrees out there right now. So wanted to get out the other day, yesterday, my phone just being inside in the tents, my phone was like overheating. My computer was overheating just like everybody else's. So wanted to do this in the nice air conditioning from our respective homes. Anyways, thanks for joining me. So let's get to it. I want to, I kind of want to wrap up just the first week of practice, but today, 10,000 fans out there, what kind of energy are you feeling around the team right now? Yeah. I mean, granted, I've only been there three years, but I've known about the state of the team for quite some time. Never seen anything like it. It's, it's, it's unbelievable. Um, They had what an estimated 10 K, like you said, it was packed. The bleachers were packed. There were, you know, at probably like six feet width around the field um, that was just packed with fans. Um, it's very cool to see. Um, and you hope it lasts. Of course, with winning, it'll last as they go into the season. But it's very it's very cool to see that that energy. And I'm sure the players and the coaches can feel it. Well, you could tell Rivera talked to the crowd afterwards and he was he was pumped up. He looked like a guy talking yep. after a game the way he was fired up. I, so I, I think it's safe to say these guys, I mean, anybody who's been here, like Andrew yeah. Wiley said in the press conference that like the guys who've been here are shocked by what they're seeing. Oh yeah. You know? I mean, it was like a desert in during training camp. There would be a couple really, really loyal fans that would show up. Um, but otherwise it was, it was like a desert. Well, and the most pronounced difference was you had that picture that you compiled. Yep. Was it yesterday from the first day of 2022 and the first day of 2023 with the fan yeah. attendance. And there's sort of a marked difference. I mean, it was slightly different, slightly, yeah. slightly different. And when you covered, you covered the Broncos, what was it like? Yeah. And and I say like, I've seen this here before I have, it's right. just been, it's been so long. And in that interim, so much negative stuff has happened that it feels like eons ago, but what was it like in Denver? Yeah, I mean, obviously Denver's not quite as big of a market as D.C., but it's similar in that the football team rules. I mean, that's everybody cares about the Broncos in Denver, just like everybody cares about usually um, the NFL team in D.C. So they had a a large grassy berm behind the field and it was always packed with fans, always. I mean, they they have a years long waiting list for season ticket holders in their stadium, too. So, you know, they it, it was always packed win or lose whether they suck that year or the year before it was they always fold it in and it's, it's similar to what we saw today right and i like i said i've seen it before here when gibbs came back when robert griffin the third was his first couple years like you saw stuff like that because there yeah. was just a genuine excitement but now the vibe is because the owner is gone and that they actually feel like they have hope again how much right. do you think that is trickling down to the players so far 
that 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 optimism, that hope? I would think a great deal, you know, just knowing that there's an owner that will invest in the team. You know, we've seen the track record with Josh Harris investing in, you know, sports science and athlete care and analytics, Um, just an owner willing to invest, period, to bring in, you know, the things that are necessary to improve fan experience and to hopefully get a new stadium soon. Um, so I think that trickles down a great deal. I still think there's, you know, a bit of anxiety for coaches and players just because of the uncertainty for their individual situation. Sure. You know, it's a, a new boss coming in. You don't know what they think of you yet. So it's it's this season is is going to be a pretty big tryout for everybody. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, because things could change in dramatic fashion. It doesn't go well. And that's what I think is unusual here. The excitement is because the change in ownership and not be ne- not necessarily because, oh, they're going to be awesome this year. We don't know what they're going to be. They they might just be kind of ordinary. We don't know. Um, mm-hmm. they, you know, maybe they're good. But the, the, the renewed optimism to me is just about a fan base being able, feeling like they can embrace them again. Anyway, let's get to the field. Um, so today you had the tweet with the offense one word woof the offense didn't look so great today so another great another great no, day. Not, no. but what what have been, what's been some what are what's your big is there a big general takeaway that you've had over after watching i guess this is what four practices now for us yeah i mean i'm nobody wants to hear this but i for me it's difficult to give a true gauge of a team a true measure of a team right. until the pads come on so i think right. we have to throw out that caveat with everything correct but i think the defense looks deep yeah. that secondary is deep they have young safeties galore i i think chase young looks really good he looks like chase young again you don't see any hesitation he looks confident he does not look like a player who's coming off any injury right. um so I think that's really good. And you can see the talent they have on the field on offense too. I mean, they have some very talented backs. We all know about the receiving core. The biggest, I guess, concerns are the offensive line. Right. And they got worked today. I mean, they got yeah. worked. They they got um, worked. And the quarterback situation. And it's been the quarterback situation for years with this franchise. Um, Sam Howell could end up being that guy, which would be great for him and the franchise. He's young. He's inexperienced. We don't know what he is. And so far in camp, it's been a bit up and down. He's shown flashes of significant improvement over, you know, his limited, you know, body of work last year. Um, but Are there's you- a lot of days where he's just like, what is going on <laughs> today was not the best day. And I know from talking, you know, I know like we all think know this, that it's not just coaches and players are more process oriented than results. So we're going to yep. see certain plays like, Oh, that looked horrible. And they're going to go back and look at, well, what was your decision-making on that play? Because over time, that's what adds up in a positive way for, for a player. But, you know, this was a, having said that, this was a rough day for them. And this is, I think even on my podcast yesterday, I talked about how, like, we're not seeing these passes being airmailed like last year. Well, today you saw, some, not to the same degree, but you saw more off-target throws. And you don't know, again, you don't always know why that is, but it was not his best yeah. day. It was not the offense's best day. Yeah, So right. And like, yeah, you don't, you don't know if it was the receiver ran wrong routes or if it's on him, but it was a collectively bad day for and the offense. Where, where he, quarterbacks really. Right, right, right. And where he really, where Howell stood out, and I thought Brissett had a couple of nice throws. I thought he was mm-hmm. a little bit sharper, but 
uh, then, you know, for today, I thought he had a better day. Um, but with how some of the better stuff for him is all underneath the slants. Right. He had one right. pass to Jahan Dotson that I love because I'm watching the route on the play. And it was just like a little, uh, almost like a little comeback, if I remember mm-hmm. right. But the ball was out before he's even thinking about turning. So he yeah. turns and it's right there. But by doing that, it gives him a chance to get into more yards after the catch. So there are there were things like that that you saw, but more of the downfield throws were not there. And I also, one thing that has stood out to me, Nikki, with the first couple of days is that you don't see these receivers really being wide open. And no. as much, and I credit, like, I really like this secondary. I don't yes. know if they have I, a great, great player, but I really like them. So yes. I don't, I'm curious what you think. No, I agree with you. I mean, I do think Emmanuel Forbes is still unknown because he's he looks really good in practice. He's a yeah. smart player. He can yeah. be everywhere, and he's quick as lightning. But he is small, and there have been times where receivers push him back. Will that be an issue or – or no, I didn't. It didn't seem to be an issue at all in college, but college is a lot different than the pros. But I, I agree with you. I think they are solid all around, and they're deep. I mean, they got two strong outside corners now, and Forbes and Fuller. Um, they have plenty of options to move into that nickel, that big nickel role. Very good safety, obviously, in Cam Curl. I think Derek Forrest has grown into a really talented player, and then they they have so many other versatile players that they can move in and out and. You know, I, I know you mentioned this to, to somebody else earlier in the day that we're seeing like a different, you know, different personnel grouping with every play. I mean, they're just rotating guys in and out. And yeah. the, that's the beauty of disguise, you know, with a defense. When you become predictable, you become too easy. Well, um, and, and they've got to beat on a lot of things with that. But right. they are and, yeah. moving guys in and out. Yeah. And I think you're right on that. And that's. One of the things I really like, because it is a smart secondary, and I think, and again, I always, it's funny, because they would draft some guys here in the past, year, you know, 10 years ago or whatever, and like, oh, well, we wanted to play this way. Well, and I would be like, well, that's not who he is. You can't draft a guy and say, draft a guy who's not smart or tough, and then say, we want to be a smart, tough player. I think that's what they, I think with this group, I think that's what they've done. You know, Quan Martin, I think people listen to this know I really like what I've seen from him, Forbes. Um, but you're with the personnel groupings, you're right, because that also helps the linebacker depth, too, because you can now use a couple different safeties in that Buffalo nickel role, depending on the matchup. You know, you could go right. with four defensive linemen, one linebacker, six DBs. You can go five, one, five. There's there's just there's a different different possibility with it. So but yeah, that's a good point. And then the other guy, I'm curious what you think. I, I really, really think Benjamin St. Juice is having a good camp. I mean, I think he's yeah. having a really yeah. good camp. Yeah. And, you know, he's a guy that just jumps out to me with it. And then, like, I like watching him against Terry because you get a great yeah. measure, but he's done a really good job. I think yeah. that's really a guy is. that I really, yeah. He's an athletic freak, first of all, but just having those traits doesn't necessarily make you a good corner, but he's been playing a lot in slot. And it's, you know, it's a good time for him to really step up because there's more competition for, for guys that can play inside, but he is, he has played really well, really well. And I think as you're right, that's the other thing they talked about too, the versatility with the slot, because you can put St. Juiced in there. If it's good, if you're going to go Forbes and Fuller, you're going to put him inside. Now you can always slide inside, outside, like. Yeah. Three, there were like three consecutive plays, and this is not anything new with Cam Curl, of course, but he went from the deep safety to moving inside to down as a linebacker. I mean, he can 
he's he's that Swiss Army knife, but they have many more guys around him who can play multiple positions too. Not to the extent that he can or the level he can, but move them all around. School is out and summer is here, so it's time to plan your next family adventure. With eight different levels, 16 courses, 250 climbing obstacles, and over 4,000 feet of zip lines, the Adventure Park at Sandy Spring, located in Montgomery County, Maryland, is the largest ropes course and zip line park in the country. Beat the heat and join us after dark for some night climbing. When the sun goes down, the park is lit up, allowing you to climb under the stars. Check out their glow-in-the-park events for extra glow lights and music throughout the forest. Want to keep your feet on the ground? Grab a bite to eat from the food truck and give axe throwing a try. Perfect for first-timers or experts, their projector systems allow you to throw at traditional targets, play tic-tac-toe, connect four, or even hunt zombies. Listeners of this show can get $5 off any ticket by entering the code KIME23DC at checkout. That's promo code KIME23DC, K-E-I-M-2-3-D-C. Now open seven days a week. This is the perfect time of year to get outside and join the adventure at theadventurepark.com. And you brought up Chase Young, too, and I agree with you. I think he's looked pretty good. Is there anything that has stood out to you with just watching him that what, – what were you looking for in particular when you watch him? I mean, I think his get-off first is definitely noticeable. Um, you know, he shed the brace, but he just looks quick. That first step is quick. Um, he plays confidently. Like I, you know, Ron Rivera stressed throughout the entirety of last season when he was close to coming back and then finally did come back in those last three games. He's got to be able to plant that leg and plant it strong and be able to, you know, move off of it easily. And, you know, there's no hesitation with his movements now. Um, I still want to see how he handles the joint practices um, and, uh, you know, especially games as he, takes on more chips and double teams. How does he, what's his counter? Right. Um, and then also secondly, does he, does he freelance less? Um, that was a big, that was a big thing for the defensive line and, you know, 2021 at the start. Um, but by the end and in last year, I, I thought they really got a solid groove down, you know, with the games they were running. So can he kind of stay within his lane as a pass rusher, but still have the impact he did, in 2020. Yeah. And you know, it's funny because the guy opposite him, Montez Sweat, I think is having a solid camp as well, but he's, he's, you know, it's almost, he's, he doesn't get as much attention right now because there's so many other things going on, but I think he's been pretty solid as well. But yeah, I mean, I think if Chase comes through, it elevates his defense to a different level because of what he can provide. So has anybody, anybody caught your eye that maybe you weren't, you were a little bit surprised by so far? Um, I really like the way Brian Robinson looks. Um, I was just going to bring him up. Thank you. Go. <laughs> I mean, all their back, their two main backs, Robinson and Antonio Gibson, they've slimmed down a little bit, not a ton for Robinson, but it's definitely noticeable for Gibson though. But I just, I like the way Brian Robinson plays. He's very intentional with everything. You can tell that his, his mind is on the, the smallest details. Um, and he puts in the work, obviously. And I thought it was really interesting that, A, he said he never once 
that was your question. He never once felt like himself last season. So to think of the way he played after coming back from getting shot twice and dealing with the physical and mental, I'm assuming issues that you got to work through after that sort of trauma, that's incredible. Then to come back in a camp and look the way he does, it's even more impressive. I mean, I just think the ceiling is so high for him. And I, I like how they're using him in the past game too. I think he could just be another versatile weapon for them. Um, and I really like that he said he, he doesn't want to be just a power back. He wants to be an all-around player, which I think is I, – th- I think that's what every player should strive for in their own position. But I think he's one that could do every facet to a high level. He is a guy that I think every practice I'm jotting something down that he's done. I'm like, okay, talk about someone different today. And it's like, well, Brian Robinson did this. So I'm going to talk about it because it yeah. was really good. And, and, you know, I, in talking to some of the people there, like, I mean, they know how, and you know, this, like they know how well he's doing the past game. And I think, yeah. I think they want to keep it a secret until it's the season starts, but he's running routes from different areas or different kinds of routes, I should say. And so like, the balls he's catching is not just out of the backfield on a screen. It's, you know, different, a variety. So I think that bodes well for him, but it's his, the hands are really good. He had um, a nice little cut today on one run, but again, Mm -hmm. with the run game, like it's real until you get pads on, it's really hard to, sometimes you can get a feel for things, but I, I kind of go back to how he ran in that three game stretch last year, where I felt Mm -hmm. like you started to see some of that explosiveness And then if he's feeling better that you anticipate more of that this year. So, you know, what about, what about the tight ends? What what have you thought about like Logan Thomas, Cole Turner? Um, Logan Thomas is enormous. Um, Every time he's out there, I'm like, I don't know how, I don't know how guys tackle him. Like, good luck. (laughs) I mean, I'm glad I'm not there. Um, But I I think the key with him has always been health. You know, I, he had sort of that breakout season in 2020, his first, full year of playing the position um as a starter and i i thought he was really impressive then if he can continue to build on it that's that's what you want um i think he's a smart player too i like cole turner i i think yeah, me too. right now he seems like just an oversized receiver um but he's he's kind of trimmed down a little bit i i don't want to know what his body fat is because it'll make me feel bad about myself um <laughs> but he he looks comfortable out there he looks quick out there you know can he have the same impact with his blocking we'll see but you know i i think i still think it's a big loss losing amani rogers because i i think he was a player that was really on the rise um so it's unfortunate for him and the team but hopefully he comes back next year well i think they'll also be used smarter than they were last year and i know part of that was logan's injury Mm-hmm. And Cole Turner had some injury issues and all that. So there was some of it. But even mm-hmm. when Logan was, Logan was feeling better and more like himself, like you always wonder why aren't they using him more in this right. situation, the red zone, whatever. And I think I don't think that's going to be an issue. In fact, I think when you watch practice, it's like, involved. <laughs> oh, the tight ends are big time, right? Yes. Oh, yes. They they get their touches. There's never a concern about that. What what is again? And you kind of brought this up earlier. Offensive line. We're not going to really know until that. Yeah. But even with with the quarterbacks with Howell, what is your yeah. what are the things that you're still? What are you seeing now? What are some of the questions you still? I mean, we're going to have a lot of questions about him. But what are some of the big sure. things that you're still wondering about him? Well, I mean, it's mostly a it's a whole new interior group. You're moving Sam Cosme to guard. You got Sadiq on the other side of guard and Nick Gates at center. 
Um, and I mean, Andrew Wiley, a tackle too. So everybody, mm-hmm. but Leno is, is new. So just gelling. Um, but definitely, you know, the protection, you gotta, you gotta protect the kid. Um, and that's, that can be, I think it helps that Sam is, is more of a mobile quarterback that takes some pressure off the line. Um, but they got to get the run game going. That can be a quarterback's best friend out there. Um, but protection will be the biggest thing, in my opinion. You don't want to see repeats of what we saw quite often early last season where it's, you know, five, no, no, six, you... seven sack games. Please. Yeah, God, that's, no. that's not good for anybody's health. With with the quarterback situation, do you think has Sam put distance at all with Jacoby? Or do you think that, like, how do you assess that one? Yeah, I mean, I feel like it's it's always been his to lose, sure. and it's you know it's he's been taking the first team rep, so it's not again, it's not a true competition. Um, but you know, today was not great. You'd like to think it's just an outlier um, on the whole. I think he, he's generally he's shown some really good things, um, and until he completely yeah. implodes for multiple days, you know, and and you know, can't handle himself in, in preseason and everything, then maybe they go to Brissett. But as of now, I still think it's yeah. Sam. Me too. The other guys get paid too, Nikki. <laughs> yes. So I've heard. So I've heard. But it is true. But it is funny because if if Howell goes out there and just tears it up all summer, right. I'm coming away. So, well, he looks good. But now I got questions about the defense as yeah. well, because like, I don't know that you should be doing that this soon. And it, I do think it's going to take time for that group to, to fully mature. So, yeah. you know, yeah. um, any last thoughts about any um, early impressions from training camp so far? Early impressions. I'm very curious about the kicker competition. I just want to know if I can use money badger in stories or headlines. Oh, so, sorry, Joey Sly earmuffs for Joey Sly there. Um, I think the, 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 Bottom of the receiving core, the safeties group, that's going to be really interesting to yeah. see how play, that plays out. And that could be determined, as always, with special teams and, mm. you know, that returners, too. Um, you know, I think that late edition of Byron Pringle is yeah. it's interesting. It's very, very interesting. Very, yeah. Um, but, yeah, that's, that's probably about it. I just cool. noticed I have a cutout of the lanyard. Oh yeah. That that's, that's always that's yeah. the, the end Sorry. of training camp. When you get through that week, like you can always tell like, well, what, how high were your socks all camp? Because you yes. got that tan line there. And then, I mean, there's just, yeah. So there's a lot, there's a lot of things. It's, yeah. it's, it's a, you know, but it's, you know, it is funny though, because it is a bit of a grind um, and it's been brutally hot, but yeah. you know, life could be a lot worse than covering an NFL team where it's that hot outside. Correct. So I'm not going to complain. And we got ice cream today. So there you go. Easily excitable over here. It doesn't take, it doesn't take much. Nikki folks, you can, you, you guys can, when you hear Nikki, you understand why I like to have her on the show so much. So give her a follow, tell them where they can find you on Twitter and all that. At Nikki Jabvala. It's J H A B V A L A. And at WashingtonPost.com slash sports. You can find me and my colleague Sam Fortier. There you go. You heard it from Nikki. Nikki, thanks for joining me. And thank you for listening. I'll be back on Monday. They return to practice Monday. No practice Sunday. They'll be back on Monday afternoon with another practice report. Talk to you next time.